One in two Irish people will get cancer in their lifetime. It's a shocking fact that paradoxically, many of us know. And while no cancer is desirable or easy to deal with, some are spotted later and harder to treat than others. What we focus on is what you would consider a low survival or poor prognosis cancers, the type of cancers that just haven't seen impact in a number of years. There are seven cancers in Ireland which fall into this category, including brain, ovarian and pancreatic cancers, which have fewer treatment options and far less curable cases. 50% of cancer deaths annually are coming from these seven cancers. It's nearly 4,000 people each year. Orla Dolan is CEO of Breakthrough Cancer Research, a Cork-based charity set up by her father, Dr. Jerry O'Sullivan. So he was an esophageal surgeon and I suppose despite being brilliant at that in terms of his surgical skill, the people were still passing away because the cancer had already spread by the time they saw him. So his idea was like, we can't have no options to offer and research is the only way we're going to bring new things through. Breakthrough is celebrating its 10-year anniversary of going national with a five-year strategy and €2 million in research funding. There shouldn't be a difference between the good cancers and the bad cancers. We should have the same expectation for all. Look, breast cancer has moved massively. We are talking in nearly 90% five-year survival and prostate is up there in the upper 90s and testicular cancer is 99. But pancreatic is still just about 10% survival and that's devastating for a family or a person who gets that diagnosis. And the reason is that we just don't have effective treatments. Often people are diagnosed late because we don't have ways to, to detect them early. So research is the only way we're going to change that. It's a belief that consultant medical oncologist Dr Derek Power holds true. So new drugs as a result of research have changed the biology in some of these diseases and have resulted in a much better prognosis. Derek has been working on clinical trials in the area for decades and he's seen firsthand how life-changing these experimental treatments can be. So in my, in my areas that I work in, I treat a lot of patients with melanoma, for example. So melanoma historically had a very grim, grim prognosis. There was very few patients who would live with advanced melanoma beyond five years. But in the last decade, there's been nothing short of a quantum leap in the treatment of advanced melanoma. So these drugs have opened up the real possibility, although it's hard to believe, the real possibility of cure of advanced disease. So you've gone from almost 0% survival at 10 years, 10 years ago, to now a survival of 40 to 50% at 10 years within the last decade. And my clinics now are filling with patients who are doing incredibly well years later. Ian is a great example of that, actually. 50-year-old father of two, Ian O'Callaghan, was just 33 when he discovered a mole on his neck. You see the posters on the wall in the surgery, you see him in a magazine, get that mole checked. It's fantastic advice. I was diagnosed with melanoma. They reacted quickly and removed it quickly. I spent the, the next six years cancer-free, but... Uh, melanoma being that bit unpredictable, it did come back, which was very disappointing. And then my cancer journey kind of really started from there. Incomplete research and a lack of other therapies meant the only option for Ian's repeat melanomas was surgery. Basically, I spent every two years getting the same operation done and uh, it kept uh, actually coming back and a little bit worse every time. 
the prognosis was quite serious and quite dangerous. Eventually it did. It did spread to various places, spread to both my lungs, spread to my liver. So then that was a bit different story then. I was, I was dealing with a very kind of a aggressive form of melanoma then. Ian's outlook at this stage was bleak and doctors informed him that in terms of standard treatments, they had reached the end of the road. I started dealing with an oncologist, uh, Dr. Derek Power. We were discussing this treatment uh, via breakthrough cancer research of uh, electrochemotherapy. I was asked, would it be something I was interested in? And yeah, absolutely. Uh, The more options I had, the better. That's exactly what I was looking for, options. I opted to go for it. And it it did seem to work out very well for me. I'm several years later now uh, after this and uh, I'm doing quite well. Everything seems to be very positive. Everything seems to be very stable. So it's a great hope. Ian's story illustrates the link between research and results. But unfortunately for Ashley Groda's mother, Deirdre Smith, that research came all too late. In March 2021, I moved from... Dublin to Galway um, and a couple of days later my mother was diagnosed with what is formerly known as ampullary cancer which is essentially pancreatic cancer so from pretty much kind of straight away they had kind of let us know that it was unresectable and there was no cure. My mother was actually only 49 at the time of her diagnosis and she passed away at the age of 50 when she first found out that cancer was not going to be beaten and there was nothing more she could do. She was absolutely devastated because she was going to be leaving behind not only myself and my older brother, but we have a little brother um, who's only six. He was only six at the time. That was something that was very hard for her to wrap her head around that she wasn't going to see her little boy grow up. She wasn't going to live to see her to see grandchildren. She wasn't going to live to see her little boy finish school, nothing. So it's just it's kind of unbearable to think about how you're going to your little child is going to grow up without you, I suppose. Losing her mom at the age of just 25 has obviously been incredibly difficult for Ashling, but she hopes that by sharing her story, other families will be saved the same sorrow. Well, something that my mother was really felt strongly about was that if there had been more research um, for pancreatic cancer, that she could have survived. And this is something that kind of plays at me a bit because I remember when she was told by the doctors, you know, that you're not going to beat this cancer. Um, immediately she went to blame herself. She said to herself, like, oh, well, did I do something wrong? Like, and the doctor said, no, there's absolutely nothing you did wrong. We don't know why people get this cancer. And I think that's just such a like a stab in the heart because it's kind of like, well, but then why isn't there enough research behind this? And why don't people know why people get the likes of pancreatic cancer and the other kind of deadly cancers that are out there? As well as being a primary school teacher and a loving mother of three, Deirdre was an accomplished trad musician who dreamed of launching an album and a musical career of her own. When she was dying, she was absolutely devastated that she hadn't done this and she hadn't sat down in a studio while she was well and recorded all these kind of bits of music that she had collected over the years. And what she did was when she was very sick, just two months before she died, January 2022, she made me sit down with her in the, at the kitchen table and record um, a couple of tracks for her just on my phone. And I remember at the time thinking, I'm not really going to be able to do much about these. They were just recorded on a phone. But after she passed away, lots of her friends came forward and said, I actually have these recordings of her. So in the end, we were able to put together um, 14 tracks on a CD. And the hopes is that we're going to sell it and um, raise money for breakthrough cancer research.
Ashling's story resonates with Orla Dolan personally. After saving so many people's lives as an esophageal cancer surgeon, Orla's father Jerry ultimately died of a rare cancer of the blood. My own father died of cancer and you think that the day that somebody's diagnosed with cancer is the worst day, but it's, it's not the worst day. It's the day they bring you in as a family and they sit you down and they tell you there's nothing left to try. Mm. That's the day that research is going to take away, is to make sure that day where you are much or most powerless doesn't come because there's something better to offer for them.